The second lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. Hear the word of the Lord. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I will give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else. And no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, when my children were very small, we had a dog. We have a dog now, but we also had a dog then. Uh, We had a Newfoundland, and her name was Sierra. Now, who in here has ever seen a Newfoundland? Okay, so most of you, yes. They are giant, big, black, and fluffy. Huge animals. And this was all that my children actually knew about dogs. This was their only image for what a dog was. And when one of my children was about one, we went to the zoo. And we came in sort of through the north entrance, and as we approached the sloth bear, my child took one look at the sloth bear and shouted out, Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. Right? It was true that the bear looked just like Sierra. It was true that my child was doing all the right things in putting this information together. It made perfect sense that this little one-year-old would point to this bear and say, Sierra, Sierra. And it was also true that this bear was not Sierra. (laughs) So what do we do? What do we do when we have all the information that we have and it is still not enough? It is in moments like these where transformation and learning can take place, but only when supported by a process. Only when supported by a process. And so I did just what any other person who was mothering on that day would have done. I said, you're right. 
that looks just like Sierra. That is absolutely right. But this is not Sierra. This is a bear. <laughs> bear. Of course, we didn't have a bear living in our house, so that was a word that we hadn't practiced a whole lot, right? Bear. And just like that, we would stay looking at the bear, letting the process happen. Sierra, no, it's a bear. Bear. That's right, bear. Not Sierra, a bear. Didn't just take a minute, took a few. And over that course of time, something happened. Right? Letting the reality of this little one change, letting this little one look to me, and then with trust, despite everything that that child had learned up until that point, despite everything that that child had worked so hard to put together, to fabricate a reality that made sense with everything that that child knew, that child had the trust and the process to be able to hear something different and then to acknowledge that, in fact, there is something bigger than up until that point could have been understood. There was something more to be included in the picture. You see, we can never minimize what that learning process looks like. It's a miracle. But we also need to notice that it happens within the context of love and trust and time. And safety and freedom and being held in love during that time when the process was unfolding. So you see, none of us change on a dime. There's always a process that supports our change and a context that makes it possible for us to move forward in love. And it seems simple enough, but often we make the mistake of assuming that information, that news alone, can change us as people. But that is not what expands our reality. Information alone is limited, and it can only do so much. Information must be blended with other things like trust and safety and relationship, and those things cannot be built in the same ways as information. Those things cannot be captured by words alone. Those things have to be built by connection over time. And so, of course, the Jews, as we turn to our text today, of course, the Jews, and by the way, this is John's unfortunate name for those who represented the religious establishment. Of course, our friends who were invested in the religious establishment are not going to believe Jesus based on his words. Of course, they're not. They come around him when he's walking around in the temple, and the writer tells us, John tells us, that it's during the winter, which means that it's close to the season of Hanukkah. 
when they would have been thinking about this idea of being saved and the Messiah and is someone going to come and attack us again and how can we protect ourselves? It makes sense that during this season that they would approach him and just say, just tell us yes or no. Are you the Messiah or not? That's all we want to know. We need to have an answer. But they don't say what they're going to do with that answer. They don't communicate any interest in actually knowing Jesus. And by that, I don't just mean knowing that he's the Messiah or not. I mean knowing Jesus. Time. Connection. Safety. Are they willing to be involved in that part of the process? We don't know. Their question is, are you telling us that you are the Messiah or not? Yes or no? And then Jesus answers them with this. I have told you. I have told you. And you do not believe. You see, coming to know Jesus, coming to know the living and loving voice of God is not just something that just happens with the snap of our fingers. It's not something that happens because all of a sudden we heard the right information. And I'm sure that all of us can attest to that in this room. Sometimes there are certain bits of information that are a breakthrough for us, but sometimes we are hearing all the right information, but absolutely nothing is happening in the inner voice, in the inner landscape of who we are. Because we do not change when we simply get the right information. If this were the case, the world would be a different place. But this is not how communication or change works. It is not just about having the right information, but about being in a relationship where conversations can happen over time. Being in a relationship where trust can be built over time. These are the pockets where transformation takes place. And I know that there are many of us that beat our heads against the wall as we see the dissonance between information and the changes that we actually make within our world. We look at the statistics around school shootings. Why can't we change, we wonder. Why is that information not making a difference? What about climate change? The information that we are receiving around climate change, does it make a difference? Does that change our policies? Not always. Not always. Gone are the days where information will save the world. And Jesus knew this all along. I've told you, he said, but you do not believe. When he describes the telling, he is not talking about words alone. He goes on like this. Everything that I have done. Everything that I have done. Not everything that I have said. Everything that I have done. Bears witness 
Okay, that's a Christian way of saying that it's not just about me, it's about me reflecting the reality of somebody else. Everything that I have done, Jesus says, bears witness, is in relationship to the truth that the Father and I are one. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep recognize the sound of my voice, and I know them, and no one can take them away from me. I want to talk about this verse for just a second here, because when we read it, it can seem fatalistic. Okay, we say, these sheep are in, these sheep are out. If you're in, you totally get it. You know exactly what we're talking about. But if you're out, too bad for you. You just don't understand. One day, maybe you'll be in, and you'll understand the way it all works. Lamentably, this is often the way the church has communicated passages like these. But here is my question for us today. What if Jesus is saying instead that information alone is not going to change you? What if he is saying instead that ideas only matter when they are in the context of relationship and community and built on a foundation of trust? What if that is the only way that ideas can actually make a difference in the world? What if what he wants to see is for this group of folks to understand that this is not only how transformation happens, but this is in fact what the heart of God desires. And that's why he says, everything that I have done bears witness to this reality that the Father and I are one. But you don't understand because you're not of my sheep. Friends, we need to not hear that as an exclusionary passage, but to understand it instead that the way that Jesus is inviting us to see reality is based on the context of relationship alone. One of my most beloved mentors shared this sentence with me. You belong before you believe. You belong before you believe. That's from James B. Notkin, who's the pastor of Union Church in Seattle. And this has been one of the best and truest statements that I have ever heard. There are moments when we proclaim our belief, but friends, belief without community Belief without actions, belief without flesh, it's just a bunch of words on a page. It lacks power because it's not alive. Belief that lives in community, that's where the power is. Because it's alive. It takes on flesh. And the community has to, has to, has to find ways to include, to truly include folks that do not believe. Because we belong before we believe. We know each other because we are known by a loving God, and therefore we throw the gates open. We listen to each other because we are listened 
but to by a loving God, and therefore we throw the gates open. We care for each other because we are cared for by a loving God, and therefore we throw the gates open and say, you want to know? This is how you know, not by me telling you, but by you coming into relationship with the one who desires to be in relationship with you. And friends, this, I believe, is what the body of Christ is built on. It's not built on information. It's built on trust. Not just words, but words in flesh. And at this point, I do not know how to build a future without trust. It is an overwhelming thought because it is becoming very, very clear that the power of information will not save us. It just won't. It is not alive. But we are. And we are the ones who are invited into this powerful and living relationship with the shepherd of the sheep, regardless of what we understand about this whole project, regardless of how many times we show up in a sanctuary or not, regardless of what it is that we chose to wear or not wear this Sunday, regardless of whether we're a mother or whether we're not, and whether we've struggled with our mothering our whole life, or whether we've just thrown up our hands and said, forget it, or whether we're the best mother on this planet, we are all invited into a relationship with the shepherd of the sheep. And we are the ones that can cultivate a community of belonging and trust, not just here, but everywhere we go. We belong before we believe. And we can only know what we know. But that never means that we know the whole story. Because yes, looking back at this text, we want to tell the Jews patiently. Yes, in fact it does look like he's flying in the face of everything that we understand the Messiah to be. Yes, in fact it does look like this person right here is taught, is looks like everything that you've taught to be, been taught to be afraid of. But in fact, this is so much bigger. Something you've never heard of before. This is the one that is the creator made flesh. This is the holy one in human form. Oh, for the mothering that could safely walk beside this community in ensuring that they belong, regardless of whatever it is that they believe. Oh, for the mothering that could walk alongside us as we lay down all of the pieces that we have not yet been able to put together and somehow forge a future of community built on trust. 
Oh, for the mothering that could walk alongside our world and say yes. Information is not going to save you. But relationship, that's different. Community, that's different. Trust, that's different. And that's what Jesus' life bore witness to. That we have gathered here today because we believe that is the heart of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we recognize that words have huge limitations. In fact, sometimes they restrict us in ways we wish they wouldn't. Set us free to trust not our words, but our gut. Set us free to live our faith in our bodies so that we could throw our arms open even when we don't have all the answers. And in fact, because of the fact that we don't have all the answers. Welcome us in. In your name, amen.